Welcome to this week's Bad With Money mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week's Wednesday episode was about pinkwashing cancer with Cancer for Breakfast hosts Amy and Steph and Radiant Racheli of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we really get into it. This is an episode I've wanted to do for a long time and I'm so excited, so please go check it out. Okay, on today's show, we're going to cover a covered call Discord comment and an email about state pensions and one about fossil fuels. So let's get into it. In the second half of the show, I will play two voicemails and welcome our new patron. So this is an email from Marie, and it says, Hi, Gabby, and whoever else reads these. It's me, Gabby, reading them. On a recent mailbag episode, you mentioned perhaps doing an episode on 403B retirement funds. I'm a public school teacher, and the only employer-provided retirement access is the state pension fund. I recently did some research and found out I'm not fully vested until after 10 years. So that means I don't receive any employer match unless I teach in the state of Maryland for 10 years. In some states, it's only five years, which is what it used to be here, but it was changed a few years ago, apparently. Also, if teachers move states, they can't transfer pension years either, so you just lose out. My HR department said I also can't opt out of mandatory contributions to the pension out of my paychecks, but that I can withdraw all the money I've put in if I quit or move, which is BS because I'm only making a tiny bit in interest. So I'm putting other portions of my paycheck into a Roth IRA, but I don't know if all teachers know to do that. I have some questions. Maybe you can get a guest to answer. How does a state pension work? I think the state is in huge debt. People talk about that young folks won't actually see any of it. What does that mean? Two. Why have states changed the vesting period from 5 to 10 years, and what does that mean for teachers? Three, teachers are often underpaid already. Can you speak to how this, instead of corporations 401k matching, for example, contributes to keeping teachers from retiring earlier and otherwise accessing wealth-building tools available to those who work in the private sector? Thank you for your consideration, your fave first-grade teacher, Marie. Thank you so much for writing in, Marie. We have heard from a lot of teachers lately, and honestly, everything sounds like it sucks. I don't want to discourage people from becoming teachers, but a lot of you have written in and said that it sucks. Yes, you're right. You make a very little bit of interest in a pension. Um, And also, you know why they changed it from five to 10, because they don't care about you guys. (laughs) Um, And it seems like from everything you're telling me, they want to make it the most difficult they possibly can in order for you to invest for retirement. So it's great advice to put other portions of your paycheck into an IRA. And I know that a lot of the conversations around retirement don't include people who have state pensions or don't include teachers specifically. We actually do have Rachel Rogers coming in, who is a financial expert, and I'm going to ask her some questions from you guys. I'll make sure that this is one of the questions. Okay, another email from Rebecca, and it says, Hi, Gabby. I wanted to send you an email with a voice memo because I know you like getting voicemails, but I also wanted to share my sources. There's a lot of links here, so I understand why you did it. Okay. Also, if any part of this is a topic you'd want to run an episode about, I'd absolutely love to help make connections for you with some climate activists who are doing various campaigns to get fossil fuel money out of politics and to stop fossil fuel subsidies. Here's the website where you can find info about my org's campaign to stop coal in New England. And then it's nocoalnogas.org. Very easy website. 
This is the website for New England's grid operator. You can find info about their forward capacity market here, www.iso-ne.com. And the No Fossil Fuel Money Pledge. And then it's nofossilfuelmoney.org. Honestly, these are very self-explanatory URLs. Okay, Rebecca says, thanks for this podcast and Just Between Us. I've been a fan for a while and you've done such great work. Best, Rebecca. Thank you for writing in, Rebecca. Uh, those are very good resources for anyone who wants to know more about fossil fuels. We talked about in an old mailbag how Texas is trying to make sure that any bans on fossil fuels are not allowed for companies. Uh, you can read more about that if you Google it. But yes, go to these websites that Rebecca recommends. And I'm sure they have way more resources on what you can actually do. Okay, this is a Discord comment. If you are not on the Discord, you should be on the Discord. It is popping off. I say that every time, but I just love all the conversations that happen on the Discord. I'll put a link in the description below. Once again, I don't say usernames for the Discord unless you guys tell me I can. So this is a comment that says, I've been experimenting with writing covered calls since the Bad With Money episode on that. And this week I accidentally wrote one betting on a price lower than the strike price rather than higher. Turns out this is a short put. It worked out okay for me, I think, I think in all caps, but does anyone do these regularly? It seems too good to be true. I only have 111 shares of this stock, so I'm only selling one contract, but could I really do this every week and potentially make a few hundred bucks a week? What am I missing? This is something we covered in our episode with Anna Akana, so go back and listen to that one. But a couple people responded to this person by saying, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. That's why it's easier to get more wealthy when you're already wealthy, but it's expensive to be poor. And then someone else wrote, I'd say hedge your bets and keep on going. Bet some lower prices and higher prices and see how that treats you. So yes, covered calls is something that you can learn more about in our episode with Anna Akana and Shinobu Hindert. But let me just say, it is too good to be true. It sounds like it is too good to be true because it kind of is. Now, here's the thing. You can only write a contract once you have 100 shares of a stock, but getting 100 shares of a stock costs a lot of money. You have to take your time to slowly build up, slowly build up. But yes, you can make a couple hundred dollars a week based on covered calls. And then I put that money personally back into buying more shares. If I only make $200 a week or every couple of weeks on a covered call contract and I use that to buy more shares, that might mean that I'm buying like two more shares only a week. So I'm like creepy crawling and it really does take forever unless you can put a bunch of money in to get hundreds of shares of a stock that you can start writing covered calls on right away. And this is how rich people get more rich. It's wild. Like if I put $100 in, it will take me a few years to be able to start writing covered calls regularly. But if I'm a millionaire and I put a million dollars immediately into the stock market, I can turn that million into two million so fast. Like it's crazy how much more money you can make doing literally quote unquote nothing if you already have a ton of money. The covered call writing, I swear to God, takes me 15 minutes to do on my phone, on my TD Ameritrade app. To be honest with you guys, I'm working with probably like $20,000 that I've put in the stock market. Um, and I can only write covered calls on about 10,000 of it. And that is still only making me like $1,000 every time. So, and I put the calls out for like two or three weeks. So that's like a pretty solid $250 to $500 every, you know, week if I do three weeks or two weeks. And then I use that money to buy more shares of stock that probably costs like $150. So I'm only getting, you know, probably like five more shares, five more shares, five more shares. And that will take me, what, a year? 
close to a year in order to get another hundred. But if I put in five million and I just let it roll, that's how millionaires stay millionaires and make tons of money. And don't let them tell you that it's because they work harder. They are literally doing nothing or they're doing something for 15 minutes or they're hiring someone to do it. So it's maddening. Once you find out about this, it feels like the wool has been taken over your eyes. And clearly I'm passionate about it. (laughs) Okay, next I will play two voicemails and then I will welcome our new patron. Okay, I want to welcome our newest patron, Andy. Thank you for joining patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. I also want to talk about how I have a new radio show coming out. It's called This Week in Gay. It's on an app called AMP. You can find out more about it at youtube.com slash Just Between Us show where Allison, my co-host on Just Between Us, and I made a video explaining it. But basically, it's a live weekly radio show, 8 a.m. every Wednesday, where I'm going to be talking about LGBTQ news, history, and music. Uh, It's just live right now, so you have to listen at 8 a.m. PST in order to get it. And then maybe later they'll build something into the app. But right now it's in beta. So listen to it live. Okay, let's get into these voicemails. Hi, Gabby. My name is Rebecca. I'm from New Hampshire and I'm a climate organizer for a grassroots environmental justice organization here. One topic you've touched on in your show that I would love to hear you talk more about is the fossil fuel industry and their financial situation. We are all paying the price for our continued use of fossil fuels, both in the negative environmental impacts that it is creating for all of our lives and the financial impact that it creates. The fossil fuel industry spends millions of dollars every year lobbying our politicians and buying them out so that we will pass legislation that favors them, that favors fossil fuels instead of getting us to renewable energy, uh, which is where we need to be heading. So fossil fuel infrastructure and the fossil fuel industry in general gets huge subsidies from our government. And if you look into a piece of fossil fuel infrastructure, you can start to find all of the ways that we're both paying the price of the impact on climate change and pollution but we're also paying the financial costs of whatever that infrastructure is. For example, there's a coal plant in Bow, New Hampshire. It's the last one in New England that hasn't shut down yet, and every year it gets millions of dollars in essentially subsidies. Uh, They're called forward capacity payments, and they come from our regional energy grid operator, ISO New England. And where do they get the money? Uh, From us. You know, if you pay a utility bill in New England, between 10 and 20% of your utility bill every month is going to this forward capacity market that gives things like this coal plant and bow payments to stay open until a certain date. So this coal plant in Bow, New Hampshire is being paid to stay open through 2026 at this point um, through this forward capacity auction. And it's draining our resources when we should be putting that money towards renewable energy um, because the coal plant also isn't running that often. So I've been a part of a campaign to shut this coal plant down. And one of the things that we have found while running this campaign is that one of the companies that owns this coal plant is known for taking old fossil fuel infrastructure off the grid 
and using it to mine Bitcoin. So there's no ethical way to be investing in cryptocurrency because it takes a huge amount of energy to, you know, mine Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency you're using. So this company is extending the life of dirty fossil fuels that are polluting the air, polluting the water, contributing to climate change, just to mine Bitcoin. And this drives me absolutely insane. I will leave some links in the email that I'm also sending you with this voice memo. Um, would love to talk more if you want to uh, about this topic, but oh my gosh, the fossil fuel industry needs to be stopped. Wow. Thank you so much for that very detailed voicemail. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and yes, I did read your links. <laughs> so people will have access to that. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of hate on Instagram, not to brag, where I'm always getting hate. Um, but I got a lot of hate on Instagram because I asked the question if cryptocurrency can ever be progressive. And people were uh, big mad about it. You know, it's interesting. This is a jumping off point, but I got a somewhat negative review on Apple recently. It wasn't negative. It was like three stars. And the person was saying that they really enjoy the show. But they said that I give money advice at the expense of making people money. And their argument was my pushing of ESG funds, which are ethical funds uh, for investing, which you can hear more about in our episode with Kevin Matthews. And the idea is that you're investing in mutual funds that meet the standards of ethics of ESG. And this person's argument was that I am not giving the advice to make the people the most money or give them good financial advice. I'm giving them options that are worse, but, but are more ethical. Okay, my argument to that is like, okay, but I see that there are people that come here that want to get money advice that will make them rich. And I don't know that we need to be rich, but I do know that enough of you care about the way in which you get money to sustain your lives. And we do have an episode coming out with Koa Beck talking about the sort of singular white feminism girl boss approach to making money. So Koa will probably be able to talk to this with more expertise than I could. But yeah, what you were talking about with the fossil fuels and Bitcoin just reminded me of that review. So yeah, anyway, that's just something that we butt up against with this show. Second voicemail. Gabby, I was just listening to your most recent mailbag episode. It's 6.15 on the day that it dropped, uh, 6.15 a.m. I am a teacher in Texas, and all this don't say gay bullshit that DeSantis put in, Greg Abbott in Texas is going to do next. I'm positive about it, and I absolutely hate it. I'm not out as a teacher in Texas. I have all the safe space stickers and stuff, but I just don't feel safe myself. Wow, we're really hearing from teachers this episode. Yeah, I am very sorry about that. And I commend you for creating a safe space for your students. It's really tough. I talked about it on the last episode, so I won't get into it again. But thank you so much for calling in. And I think a lot of teachers are probably trying to do what you're doing. 
Wow, this turned into a real ranty episode. I would love to hear more from you. Please be sure to send me an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of them will be in the episode description. My TikTok is at Gun. And um, there's some some real uh, complaints there about my insurance that I made yesterday. If you have any interest in that, I did cry. Um, don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Please, please, please. OK, thank you. Bye. Done.